0: You are tuned into Be Bold Radio, breaking barriers over lives daily. This is the place for you to learn strategies and tools to turn your business, your dreams, and your goals into a reality. Thanks for tuning in to Be Bold Radio. This is your host, Demita B, and you're listening to episode number 62. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. I use Shopify for my Be Bold Cosmetics website. It's ran through Shopify. Why? One, because it's super easy to use. They have excellent customer service. I highly recommend them for your first site. They have a free and easy template, many templates, might I add, to set up your website. Also, you manage your customers anywhere with their super cool phone app join Shopify today. Start your 14-day free trial at www.shopify.com slash Demita B. On today's episode I had the pleasure of speaking with a young lady who's an entrepreneur. She's a high school student who's about to graduate. but She started her own 501c3 foundation in honor of her brothers who were killed due to senseless gun violence. While working on the foundation She started this movement called I Am Them, which means I am my youth letting them know no matter what you may go through in life or where you may come from, you always have potential. She started and held her own I Am Them peace walk. She was also featured in the Times newspaper and a guest star on the Windy City Live. She's now the president of Merrillville High School's SAVE Chapter, which stands for Students Against Violence Everywhere. And just recently, she became the president of the Intergenerational Program at South Shore Nursing Home. I introduce to you, to all of my podcast listeners, Miss Aaliyah Stewart. Aaliyah? Yes, ma'am. I
1: just want to thank you for being on our podcast today. And I'm confident that you're going to be an inspiration, as you already are, because you inspire me. Even though you're a young lady, you inspire me, and so I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. You know what? I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> now, you, of course, you go to Melville High School, the same high school that I went to. Yes. I'm an alumni, and I want to ask you, you know, how is it being um, an entrepreneur, as a high school student, where well, you graduated, you graduated, correct? No, I graduated in November in November. class of twenty eighteen. So, how do you feel <clears throat> being an entrepreneur? How is it for you? Um, to be honest, I think that is very nice. At first, my freshman year of high school, I was really nervous. That's when I first started my nonprofit. I was really nervous because you know you want to fit in with the crowd. You know, you didn't. I didn't want to stand out too much. But I learned when God has an anointing on your life, there's no way for you to run away from it. Uh, So I I grew to accept it. And so when I started to accept my goal, you know, my purpose and understand my potential, being, you know, an entrepreneur was very easy. It's like a lot of my classmates, you know, juniors, freshmen, seniors, everyone had, you know, a sort of type of respect for me. And I think that it's really nice, you know, when you can walk into a room and people are excited to see you and they know you. You know, most people don't know my name, but they know, hey, that's I Am Them. So Mm -hmm. it's like really nice that something that I didn't even think was going to blow up like it did inspires, you know, teens every day in my own school. And I get to watch it happen. Oh, I love it. I love it, and you know what? I have I have two daughters, and they have their own their own business. It's called Candy Girls, and they don't know yet really what they want to do with this little business. But the fact that they want to own their own business is inspiring yeah. to me, you know, because I want to teach them how to own a company and not just work for a company. And, and still make an impact in their generation. And so that's what you're doing, and you're an inspiration, not just to me, but to my children and, and other people Thank as you. well. So that this is empowering and inspiring for me. But I wanted to ask you about the foundation. I want you to tell us a little bit about it and how you got started. Of course. The foundation is called the ASW Foundation, which stands for Anthony Samuel White. I started in, in December of 2014 in honor of my two brothers that were killed due to senseless gun violence, Anthony White and James Anderson. Um, 2014 was a very rough year for me. <clears throat> Number one, I was a freshman in high school. Um, I had lost over three family members to gun violence. Um, three days before my brother was killed, my cousin was killed. So you know, it was just a lot going on. And I needed I needed God. But oftentimes, you know, as people, we feel like we want something to happen on our time when things really happen on God's time. So I just was praying, like, God, please, like, help, you know, what can I do? And um, one day I was sitting at home, and foundation just popped in my mind. When I was younger, my mom used to give away a scholarship, you know, in honor of my brother Anthony because my second brother hadn't passed. So, but she had stopped after a while because it was hard to get into schools, you know, and really get it going. So I called my aunt. I'm like, look, this is what I want to do. And she's like, yeah, you know, my aunt was all for it. And um, just keep going. Like, you know, of course people doubted me because I'm a freshman. I'm 14. You know, I'm saying this is what I'm going to do. So, of course, you know, I had a lot of people that said you can't do it. But I remembered that I could do all things to Christ that That's me. right. So every day um, I read my Bible, Psalms 27, to the point where I got to recite it to myself every day. I could be in the shower in the morning. I recite it to myself. I go to, Before I go to sleep, I recite it to myself. And then after I did Psalms 27, I went to Jeremiah 29 and 11 because I felt like those scriptures were very important to believing and knowing your purpose and your potential. And I feel like that's the most important thing for me, because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Especially first coming into a high school, it was like a melting pot. It was so many different crowds of people, you know, it was, especially Maryville, you know, so many different things that you could do. But I just remember when my teacher told me at the end of my eighth grade year, he said, if you go in there, And you, you lose who you are. Mm. You will never find yourself again. Wow! And I felt that that was so true. So that's what really, just having that foundation and then having my mom instill God to me at a very young age, it was just like I was able to trust in Him and just have faith the size of a mustard seed and know that He would guide my way. Oh, I love it! I love that. That is that's precious. And you know, you you mentioned. Jeremiah 29 and 11, and that scripture, I mean, that's something that has stuck with me even growing up in my teen years because I struggle with identity. I struggle with, you know, I, I'm a pastor's kid, so yes. I try to sit in with other people, and I knew that there was a calling on my life. I knew that God created me for more, mm-hmm. and I had to understand and realize that, I'm not like everybody else, and before I was even formed in my mother's womb, he knew what I'd be doing right yeah. now, you know. And so that's so important at a young age to discover your purpose. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the passing of my brothers, God allowed you to discover your purpose, you know, um, and he's still using your brothers even though they're not here. So yeah. that's a great thing, even though, you know, their life was, is- taken, God is still using their life, and he's using them on this earth. And, I mean, all things work together, and God, he's using you, and he's going to really use you even more in this generation to impact this generation. So that's the thing, you know, people, kids don't understand that they don't have to follow the crowd. They don't understand that, you know, you don't have to, you can be the trendsetter. Better. You can make an impact in your, in your generation. And we're so busy trying to follow that we don't discover who we were called to be, and that's the lead. And that's what you're doing right now with IMM. And this is, I'm just, when I say I'm floored. and Thank you. you know, I really am because this is something that this community needs. You know, we hear about the gun violence almost every day. There's somebody that's getting shot and killed. And so what you're doing is it's going to make an even bigger impact in this generation. Thank you. But I wanted to ask you, you know, like, when you started it, you know, how did people respond when you first started the foundation? Well, people were, let me just say what I've learned. um, My pastor just recently turned 30, and he's been my pastor since I was 12 years old. So he was a young man of God. So for him, me watching him, Is really how how I was able to deal with the situation. My pastor told me all the time, you know, you cannot take a kindergartner to college with you. Just like you cannot be on the same level as an elephant if you are a giraffe. It won't balance out. So, for me, I'm a people's person. I try to please everyone. I want, when I walk into the room, I want everyone to smile. I want everybody to be happy. You know, I'm just that person that supports everyone. But when I didn't get that back, that's when my my faith was being tested because I'm like, you know what? Like, I always support them, always, you know, but people can't accept where God is taking you. So when people can't accept where God is taking you, they try to turn your joy into, you know, some negativity. But I had Mm -hmm. to learn that I tell my mentees this all the time. It's a box that they try to keep you in. It could be a group of friends in the box with you, but every time you try to step outside the box, somebody keeps trying to pull you in. And when you have those type of people around you, you have to remove them. So I had a lot of people who supported me, of course, you know, because my mom is is the person that really keeps me going. I thank God Mm -hmm. I'm glad with the mother that he placed me with because my mom, she is like so nice but then again, mm-hmm. she has her side Well, she's like, mm-hmm. actually a look, you know, self-preservation is the law of the land. You have to take care okay. of yourself before you take care of anyone else. So my mom really gave me both sides of the world, which is great because mm-hmm. I wasn't naive when I got pushed out into the real world. I was okay. You know, I was able to look at situations. It wasn't easy when mm-hmm. people, you know, were not... <laughs> Being that, like, I wanted them to, you know, you get your family, you get your friends who are hating on you, and you just don't understand why. Right. Because you're just that person that supports everyone, and you just want everyone to be impacted by this. But I have to say, once people seen my shine, everyone wanted to hop on. And People, you know, when I did my interview with Windy City Life, Ms. Val asked me, She said, Aaliyah, you know, you say you you have to give yourself credit for this, right? And I told her, no. I have to give God all the glory behind this. So when people say, Aaliyah, you're great, you're great, it's the God in me that makes me great. That's right. So I I always humble myself no matter what. No matter, you know, what God blesses me with, I humble myself because I know where I could be. It's like, you know. You can have your moments in church, like I have them all the time, where I get to thinking about where I could be. And then it's just something inside of me that I cry, I dance, I thank God, because people losing siblings and watching your mother bury her children is the hardest thing in the world. And you never expect it until reality knocks on your door. Mm -hmm. Then when reality knocks, it's like, okay, I'm here. So for me, I never, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. No matter what a person does to me, I don't wish that pain. And I thank God for giving me the strength to deal with it. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't hard. Mm. Because he knew how much I could bear as a person. So I try to tell my youth, you know, when I go out, when I speak, and when I tell people, everybody can't go everywhere with you. Everybody can't be your friends. You know, I'm a type of person where I want to be around people that's growing. And I don't expect everybody in my grade to, to be the type of person that I am or be mature like me. But I want to make sure by the time me and you get done with this friendship or we advance with this friendship, you are advancing in progress. Absolutely. To get to where God needs you to be as a person. That's right. That's right. And I always tell my kids, I tell my daughters, I said, as far as your friendship, always ask yourself, am I being influenced or am I influencing? And if you're being influenced negatively, then you need to change your friends. But you need to make sure also that you're being a positive influence on them. And so I've learned even, you know, growing up that everybody – aren't ready for where God is about to take you, and even with you. Like, everybody can't go. They just won't be prepared, and it's almost like, you know, getting on a plane, getting ready to go on a trip. Well, (laughs) some people can't go because they're not properly prepared, and so you have to remember, too, Aaliyah, that, you know, even growing up and even, you know, as you graduate from college, that you want to get around people that know more than you. You want to get around people that are more experienced than you, yeah. more passionate than you, because you always want to get you always want to elevate your mind. You always want to get better than you are today. And so your friends may change; they will change. You know, you will have those those small number of friends that you know that God allows to stick with you. But things have to change. You know, and I'm I'm a living testimony of okay. that. There are very few close friends that I have, and the circle had to change because as I continue to grow, some people are either, they're not growing or they're they staying the same, you know, and yeah. that, that's not where you want to be. And in order to of them to impact this world, God is going gonna to expand your horizon. And yeah. so, you know, that, that's awesome. And you have a tremendous supporter who, who happens to be your mother, you know, who has your back, who shares the vision, and also she, She's more passionate, she's just as passionate because these were her sons, you know. So that's an awesome, awesome thing to have.
0: Hey guys, I'm so excited to announce to you that my organization, Be Bold in the City, we have now launched our monthly empowerment calls. These calls will be hosted every first Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can get the dial-in number as well as the access code when you log on to ww.beboldinthecity.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Be Bold in the City. Be Bold in the City is a global empowerment organization for men and women who are ready to break the norm by discovering and maximizing their true potential. Our goal is to educate, empower, and inspire you to live a dream-fulfilled life by leaving you feeling bold and fearless. Be Bold in the City, we're in the business of breaking barriers over lives daily. You don't want to miss these monthly empowerment calls that will be going on every first Monday of the month at 7pm. Share the word, share it with a friend or a family member who you know needs to be empowered and impacted by truths and by tools that will help catapult you to the next level. Until next time, believe, be original and live your dreams. My thing I wanted to ask you, you know, I have the
1: name of my company is Be Bold, and it stands for Breaking Barriers Over My Daily. And so I wanted you on the podcast because this is what you're doing. You took a step of faith and yeah. you're you have you're going out <clears throat> there and you're bringing awareness to gun violence, and that's a bold act of faith. And so I want to ask you, like, how was it, you know, jumping out there? Do you ever feel fearful when you talk to people, or even with the interview at Wendy City Live? Like, how do you feel? Do you feel, like, scared, or, or do you just feel bold? To be honest, it was so funny um, that you asked me that. My mom When I was getting ready for my Wendy's live video, they were back there, you know, doing my makeup and getting me ready. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, are you my cousin, actually? She Mm -hmm. asked me, she said, are you nervous? I said, no. If I could talk to Jesus, I could talk to anyone. I know that. So I have to have that mindset every time because that is the person that I go before every night, every time I'm going through something. When I'm not going through something, if I'm just thanking him for waking me up in the morning. So for me, when I stepped out, it was just like. God, use me, Mm -hmm. you know, being in front of a crowd of 3,500 people and having this little voice, and it's like, I'm like, God, use me to speak to them. Use me to be able to to minister your word through them with with just a topic, you know, something that's trending, with a Mm -hmm. trending topic, something that everyone relates to. Um, I work closely with Dr. McGee which is the founder Mm -hmm. of the POP Foundation. And Mm -hmm. um, he happens to be the head ER over trauma for North and South Lake. So his organization, he really helps me as well. That's like my mentor, him and Alexandria Norton. Mm -hmm. So Alexandria is more of my spiritual guidance, and he is more of my business guidance. And so when we have these things and people are, he asks like, how many of you know someone that's been killed or shot? And when you see a whole room starting from eighth graders to seniors, it hits you. An eighth grader averages out to the ages of 13 to 14. So just think, in their 13 years of living, some of them have seen someone get shot. Some of them have been to, like me, by the age of, I'm 16 now, just turned 16, September 16th, and I've been to 12 funerals of people that are young. Wow. That didn't make 20. Mm-hmm. So for wow. me, that's why I, I try to express, when I when I talk to people, I mm-hmm. always say, I, I want you to listen to me, but I want you to hear me. Mm-hmm. I need you to hear what I'm trying to tell you. Because my brothers, I don't think that they, not that I don't think, I know that they did not imagine leaving mm-hmm. this earth as early as they did. And I'm glad, you know, that I'm able to do this interview because something big and upcoming is happening. I'm going to meet with the young man that killed my first brother. And I'm wow. excited and I'm very ready. And people ask me all the time, especially my mentees that are, you know, let's say I don't call people bad because I don't mm-hmm. believe in a bad child. Mm-hmm. So, But what my school titles them is the ones, alternative kid. They're like, why? Why would you go meet with them? Because they have so much anger built in Why would you meet with him? What do you have to say to him? I said, what you guys don't understand is peace is the greatest thing to have. Mm. Without peace, you don't have anything. Peace with, okay. besides all understanding. When no, no one can understand your peace. That's the best thing ever. Between you and God, the only two people that can understand. And so I have a peace like that, you know. My brother was 16, and the person that killed him was 15. I told God by the age of 15 I wanted to be at peace with the situation. And Mm -hmm. God granted me that gift. So if I know at 15 to have the understanding that I have that we are all a second away from snapping. And that's why I tell people, your friends will use you. And when your friends use you, they will use you until you have no more. His friends used him. He's a 15. They told him, shoot, shoot. What does he do? He shoots. Wow. And so you go from being a 15-year-old, hanging mm-hmm. out, to the next, not even the next day, that night, you're in jail until 2019. And this is 2007.
0: Wow. Everything
1: that you thought you had coming, you know, but God saved him. From himself. He needed that time because God saved him from where he could have been. So for me, everyone, you're going to ask, I don't care what happened that night because it's not going to bring my brother back. But what I do care about is did he take the second chance God gave him and do something with it. What are you going to do different when you get out? Your whole life, basically, half of your life you spent in jail? What are you going to do different? How are you going to impact someone else's child so that they don't make the same mistakes that you made? Because him and my brother never met. They didn't know each other. Wow. It wasn't my brother's fight. He just got out the car to get his friends so that they could leave because he had curfew. Wow. So for me, I, I believe speaking on gun violence is it, hard. Mm-hmm. it's hard because it's a touchy topic you know it's a very sensitive topic and everybody what I've learned is everyone feels like they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and it's not a right and it's not a wrong answer to, to what needs to be done but I feel we are in a state of emergency but everyone is too in denial to believe it Any time, you know I did an essay for my class and I see that Children in the city of Chicago ages 10 to 24 are the number one target for gun violence. Wow. To know that at 10, year, 10 years old, you are just now getting in fourth grade. Uh, and to know fun. that possibly at fourth, your fourth grade, you, you ain't even seen middle school, intermediate school, nothing. And to know that your life can be possibly taken at 10, I try to I try to soak that into the minds of people when I go speak with them. And mm-hmm. and it makes me, you know, it can drain you as a person. Mm-hmm. When you see so much, it's a thing called secondary trauma. And I've went through it before. Just hearing the stories of other people <clears throat> excuse me and seeing what they go through. It's like wow, you, you never imagine it. You know. And then when you speak to people, it's about the mindset that they have. They're willing to take in what you're trying to give. Wow. Mm. Aaliyah, this is amazing. Amazing. Thank and you. just hearing you talk, I hear your passion for this. Thank I you. I really hear your heart. And, you know, I just really believe that this message is just, it's not for just Gary. You know, it's not for Gary. It's, it's not just for Chicago. It needs to be abroad and you know, I'm gonna see this existence, you know, that yes. to expand your horizon, expand your territory so that you can reach more young adults and reach more children because yes. you know, kids are seeing more at a young age than we ever imagine. Yes. Ever imagine and they need this and it's God is using you as this tool, as this vessel to get this world out and to bring awareness and to give these kids hope, you know, um and not only the, the kids, you know, but those who have suffered with, with gun violence, the mothers and the the siblings and the fathers, and you are that voice. And so yes. this is so inspiring. And, Thank um, you. And it's, it's empowering. And our last question, well, second to last question, you know, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? That's my favorite question. I always <laughs> love when someone asks me that question. I actually – I always say, wherever God wants me to be, is where I see myself. I because I feel like no plan that I have for myself is better for the plan that he has for me. So I just feel like I'm going... To- <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to keep pushing and keep going and keep, just keep stepping on his word, you know, and believing in what he's saying, because without God, I tell people all the time, especially in class because you have some people that are Catholic, Muslim, you know, you have so many different people that you encounter. And so for me, my teacher told me last week, he said, what I love about you is no one can change your mind when it comes to your morals and something you believe in. I told him no, because in the midnight hour when I don't have no one around me, it's a man that I can call. Yes. And when I call that man, he has a power bigger than anybody else. Right. So no one can ever deny me of what I know God has done for me. Absolutely. So that's a Absolutely. gift that I want. You know, you can't make everyone believe in what you believe in. And, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have the gift of understanding. I don't get offended easily. You can't offend me. That's what what I tell people all the time when I talk to them. You cannot offend me. I am not easily offended because when I know what I know and I know who I belong to, no one can change what I believe. No one can change what I know. Not saying that it's a right or wrong answer to it, but no one can change what I know because I know what God has done for me. That's right. That's right. And to know that at a young age, it's priceless it's priceless and you know it was very unpopular for me in high school you know I had a, I still have a passion and a love for God and my friends they didn't and there was a time that I tried to shun away and you know tried to play it down and they really wanted what I had and it wasn't until I got older that I noticed and realized that, that man my friends, they really wanted what I had and I was playing it down you know and the love that I have for Christ and the love that I have to, for serving him because that's the greatest reward you doing this for his glory not not for you not you know for you to get the glory that the greatest you get the greatest reward by doing that and you know I, I honor what you're doing and Thank you, you. I commend you I I just really really commend you and um before we get off the call, I want you to give the listeners you know, um, the information on how they can get in contact with you, how they could make a donation, because you you have that available for people to make a donation. Give us more information on that. Okay, thank you. First of all, I want to tell you thank you for having me. Um, a lot of people can go online, because I know some people don't have social media, but you can look my organization up at imthem.org. I A M P H E M dot org. Um, on there you will have a link on the front page where it says donate now. Everything donated is tax deductible and it's always used for scholarships or different charitable events that we have. Just to keep it going, um also along with the foundation, I have a shirt movement which is I am them. And I am them means I am my youth. Letting them know no matter what you go through or where you come from, you have potential, so everything just ties together on Facebook, you can add me at hope a s w and on instagram you can add me at hope underscore a s w and on each <laughs> each um social media it's a link where you can contact now and it'll take you to my email address or my p o box okay. Okay, and we're definitely going to have this information on our podcast in the notes section for people to just click on the link or to, you know, get that information. We're definitely going to put this on our platform for you. Thank you. um, No problem. Again, I want to thank you, Aaliyah, for, you know, joining this call. It's going to be an inspiration. And to my listeners, until next time, believe, be original, and live your dreams.
0: Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope this podcast has been an inspiration to you. Hey, I want to stay connected. Text me, Be Bold, to 22828. That's Be Bold to 22828. And let me send you my free guide on how you can experience confidence in every area of your life. Until next time, believe, be original, and live your dreams.